saved up for something instead of when someone buys it for you. It just feels so much I better. Know. <laughs> Good evening, and hey. welcome to Back to Reality, a reality TV time machine. I'm your host, Jordan Skinner, and I'm joined this beautiful evening by my Ter- other host named... Teresa Guidice. A.K.A. Mother Teresa. A.K.A. Big T. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Allwine. Her name is Alex Allwine. Oh, guys. What sound it's, you made. Oy. It's, been a, it's been a fun week. It's been a real fun week. So much has happened. So much has happened. So many people have changed. Everyone's... Because everyone's, of the money. Because of the money. God, the money is really <laughs> starting to change us, guys. Mm. No, just people. Not us. We haven't earned yet, but like... We look forward to your money. Thank yeah, you. it's going to change us. Uh-huh. The money's going to change us. Um, Alex, we were looking up uh, kind of before we started watching, we were looking up the history of uh, the yeah. theme song to Survivor, a.k.a. Ancient Voices, Yeah, which is the name of it. Which is the name of it. Um, and we found that the composer or the musical director for the show um, bastardized uh, this uh, sort of folk uh, village song from a place near Moscow. It's and then, Russian. People are speaking Russian. Yeah, and then they put some like tribal, generic tribal drums underneath it, and like fucked around a little bit, and and now it's Polynesian. <laughs> apparently, yeah, I know. I felt very betrayed that it was a bunch of people singing in Russian because we were trying to look up the lyrics mm. to it so that we could spoiler. It's a o a o a o a o. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow, spoiler. That is a big spoiler. And then the strings come in and everybody so what's goes, the, na, 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 What's the meaning of it? Like, what's the, is a, it's a story. I imagine that AOAO in Russian isn't much different than anywhere else. It's a story about a young village boy oh, uh, with nary a, a copper to his name uh, who falls in love with another boy yeah it's real another boy who's With. a surf wait it's a surf and a bolshevik oh my god i'm so excited okay. oh wow. wow oh wow wow so it's a young soldier and part of like the 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 gulagi government whatnot and then you have uh-huh. like a surf part of History. the proletariat and they're making eyes at each other while one is using what is it a scythe to like cut down yeah. hay and weed or grass scythe, or something yeah. is that true okay and scyther then- scyther was pokemon he had scythes for hands and they make eyes across like uh, a field of grain because the soldier is on horseback and sort of like a caravan. Fields going. of barley, fields of gold, sting. No, I'm not following what that was. As we walk in fields of gold. He- so this week uh, <laughs> we sat down on my lovely futon, petted my dog and mm-hmm. watched season one, episode four of Survivor entitled. What's it called, Jordan? Too Little too late pause for musical drop yeah right. <laughs> we're getting good at this i think we do that regardless we're all like um 13 left Thirteen. Some great left. voiceover by jeff probes just letting us know that there's yeah. lucky number 13 start with 16 yes yeah wow and uh as a foreshadowing um mechanism of the episode we have a, a big storm there's a huge storm yeah that is pummeling as was said in the last description of the episode both of the camps and everyone is have their shots of everyone just sort of like being in these rickety old like lean to things that they've created for their tribe yeah. and like, oh god what is this rain they're, i mean they don't say that but like but their huts that they make are n- no match for this like tropical rainforest be, level storm but they're also both Correct me if I'm wrong. Both shelters are on the beach, which is the best best place to be. Obviously, like I get it. You <laughs> don't want to be where all the bugs hang out and such and things. But that also happens on the beach. And you, anyways. Yeah, you're like I mean, we out ca- in the elements out there. Yeah. Truly. And then after the rain, like you have sand fleas and all sorts of things popping up because mm-hmm. of the moisture and like the lacks of heat in that moment. Mm-hmm. And we have Gretchen uh, who. In addition to being a school teacher, which I think was sort of like misleading, she was also an Air Force survival school uh, instructor. So she's talking about in this episode just what we were talking about. I 
told BB that we shouldn't put the shelter here. It should be up in the canopy. He's like, no, 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 no. She's like, this is what I do. And basically everyone's like, yeah, well, guess what? BB ain't here no mo. Yeah. Let's put it in the, yeah. let's put, so it, in let's the put it in the fucking canopy because that sh- one of the things she was like, the canopy itself is the first layer of protection. Yeah. So the type of rainfall that they would withstand wouldn't be nearly as bad as what had just happened mm-hmm. if they had another layer of sort of sheltering. And then Joel puffs up his chest uh. and is like, I mean, I don't even know what he says, but it's just so typical. Like the, the old crotchety white man has left. And now this woman who also has life experience to boot. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, I don't, I was like, Joel, what do you do? How do you know? He's a health club consultant. So he really knows. Um, he's the strongest of the men. So he should be the leader. Um, because it's, that's, that's evolution. I'm glad, though, that it doesn't work out that way. It doesn't. Because people are like, I'm just going to go with what Gretch says. He really gets shut down hard, and it made me very happy. Yeah. It made me very happy. This is not the nonsense. Actually, what? Because we get a little side voiceover from Gretchen talking about who she thinks the leader is, and she says it's Greg because she thinks Greg is the one who is actually in control of most situations, and he's playing a really strong game where he's kind of. Playing his little like fun Greg goofy thing, but he is manipulating people into doing what he thinks needs to be done. Yeah. And Gretchen's got his number. Oh, yeah. She's got his number. Um, We also see, speaking of numbers, digits, uh, phone numbers, we see the first time Greg's coconut phone. Yes. Which I don't really get. I think so much of Greg's (laughs) manipulation is just the goofball type thing and to keep people... To off his att- scent. Well, no, I think it, it, it does two things at the same time. It keeps a bunch of attention on him and sort of him being around makes it a subconscious choice for people to be like, oh, Greg's always here. They don't really think about him not they being there. They can't write him off that way, right? Right. And then also I think that then you have people like Colleen or Jenna or somebody else that would be like, oh, he's just trying to make us all feel better type thing. Um, yeah, and maybe this is a good point to uh, switch over to Toggy, where we see someone trying to do the same thing and failing miserably at it. Or just saying that he's doing the same oh, thing. God, Sean thinks it would be a really great idea while Sue is out on the hunt for tapioca. Or like nuts or something. Or nuts I don't or think anything. it specifically might have started out as tapioca, but then they're she's like, get, oh no. And then like. They're going to get some tapioca. They're going to get some tapioca. I really don't think so. I don't. I think the storyline's going to be dropped right quick. (laughs) Um, But they're out foraging. And then Sean's back at uh, base camp on the beach because he decided to make. um, I think he had a vision. Did he say he had a vision that he was uh, supposed to build a bowling alley? So here. So Sue's working all the time. This is how we enter into this. Actually, uh, enter into this segment. You have a confessional by Sean. He's like, Sue's working all the time. And I was just talking to the guys and we all agreed how annoying it was. And I was like, who are the guys, Sean? Who are the guys? Because I don't think he's using guys as the general sense. And I was like, picked up on that one. Was like, Yeah, who are the guys, Dirk? Yeah, I imagine Dirk and Sean would probably have similar opinions not about Rudy and not probably not Richard. Maybe Rudy. Maybe Rudy. Yeah. yeah. So Dirk, Sean, and Rudy getting together be like, I don't know why Sue doesn't stop working. Like, go fuck yourself. I bet Rudy probably said one thing like, well, you know, it, sometimes if you work too hard, you can become a real bitch or something <laughs> like that. And then that was like You're right. all he said. And then it came to be because he's mystical and magical. <laughs> um, but then so they say that and then he promptly decides to build a bowling alley with coconuts and shit. And I'm like, what are you no, I know what he's doing. He's just dumb. Yeah. And then Sue astutely says, she's like, I'm done. I'm tired of feeding people that don't do anything. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I would be too. Yes. <laughs> and then we switch over to back to Pagong, uh, where actually quite quickly in the episode, I think we're given a little JP Jeff Probst. Cause it's a reward challenge. Y'all. Yeah. Um, he comes out. Real quick, explains tree mail, says they've got the next reward challenge coming up, and it is called Distress Signal. Mm-hmm. They have to build an SOS on their beaches, and then a plane will fly overhead and decide which was the most 
uh, creative and or it's not really clear what like in the, the beginning they're like the most the creative and yeah. then the other one they're like the most effective or then the most visible yeah it's a very as you said subjective it's so subjective and i felt thing. really kind of like this is maybe the producers trying to give an advantage to one team over the other maybe 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 this is a little little producery challenge maybe but also like when we see the end products, I agreed. I did agree. Yeah. You're, no, you're right. Yeah. Um. So anyways, and then whoever wins, they will uh, have a, a, a crate airdropped to their beach or offshore a little bit with some supplies. Sponsored in part or fully. By Target. By Target. Drum roll, please. Approved. Um, and they have ambassadors or they select two tribe members to go and see what they're all working towards. They yeah. go and inspect the contents of the crate and you have Jenna and Dirk. Um, so they're just kind of like hanging out on this mm-hmm. isolated area of mm-hmm. beach uh, with Jeff Probst, who is we're really well dressed. He's wearing all white, mm-hmm. um, a white like a white straw cowboy hat. That's yeah. it's pristine. Dis- it's distressed physically, but not in color. Like it's it's glistening white, but kind of like crumpled up, mm-hmm. like. It's that kind of that kind of easy style that's so hard to pull like, off. Let's like, hit the beach, guys, type thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. The cowabunga lifestyle that you're yeah. associating with Jeff Probst. I agree. He is a cowabunga lifestyle, isn't he? He must. Uh. I guess, but I mean, he's just. And then there was like two shells on his necklace, which, if this persists and the number of shells grow, I'm gonna start talking conspiracy theory because this is too obvious to ignore it is too obvious to ignore i mean the new world order has their hands all over jeff probst necklaces if you ask me i cannot wait to do research on jeff probst oh my god i want to know where he went to high school i want to know i want to know where he lives yeah like i want to know how to get into his house i think he's southern he's got to be his e's or n's you know what i mean he said he said he says pen like pin pin yeah He's worked hard to get rid of that southern accent, but it, it peeks through. Oh my god! But anyway, anyway um, <laughs> so they're allowed to have one uh, to ask for one additional item, and uh, Jenna says, "Yo, we want a spice rack, not just the rack." To be clear, that's what I thought when I first heard, it, and I was like, "That's just kind of stupid." <laughs> um, but a rack We're with a really spices hard on time it. Organizing all of our many spices <laughs> we have on the island. Um, <laughs> And then Dirk's like, I want a flay knife, baby. And then, you know, waits for applause and no one's there. Um, (laughs) And then they're given two clues. So one each, um, which will, they're not even clues. They're just instructions about the event. Um, And then back at, to Pagong. Um, we finally, cause they, they don't name their sponsor beforehand. They're like a very well known this and that. And then they open up the crate or whatever they have. And it says, Tyrion, like has the, the bullseye. Um, so they're discussing now's the time to go back and forth. And everybody's like, what should we do? And Gretch is like, let's build a huge bonfire. Cause that's visible. Yeah. Um, but the youngins are interested in a more creative display and or more uh, amorous display. As Colleen puts it, we're out in the, the jungle or we're, we're stranded this way. Like sex is everything. Sex sells. She, she's <laughs> like, she's like, it's an advertisement. We've got to sell it. We should all be naked. Yeah. And then Gretchen's like, what? Why? Why aren't we building a signal fire? Right. Isn't that the thing right. to make a big signal fire? And Colleen's like, come on, we've been stranded on this desert island. We're all horny. Am I right, people? It's really weird. And Gretchen's just like. Maybe that's a problem you need to figure out, Colleen. (laughs) Sounds like a you thing, Colleen. But today, bitch, we're building a fire. And they don't. They don't. Because (laughs) actually, it's funny because back at Toggy, there's like a weirdly similar thing going on where all the older people are like. So what? We build a fire and all the younger people are like, no, we got to do something funny. We got to like make up a slogan and we'll write it on the beach. And then they're like, why? We're trying to signal an airplane. Okay. 
So it's really well, there's it's also really just weird. a lot of opposing views. Dirk is having trouble with the less classy options, which as he deems. Kelly's making all these <laughs> hilarious jokes. I thought, which is like, oh, we should we we could get like a bunch of different colored condoms, and you boys could all put them on, and then we could just like <laughs> swing them around. Or something. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Was like, yes, Kelly. And Dirk's like. I'm all about class, which obviously Dirk exudes uh, out Mm. of every pore. Mm. He has a lot of swagger, which uh, his feelings were hurt when Sue made fun of his swagger, which was sort of a, I forget who said it. It was a direct quote. Like, yeah, I think it was Sean because he's such a fucking idiot. He was like, Sue made fun of his swagger. And they cut back to the clip of that. And she just like (laughs) makes a motion with her head. And it's pretty spot on. (laughs) It's like a spot on Dirk impression. Also, uh, Richard and Sean are kind of butting heads because... Richard has a good idea. Sean says, no, you know the way that goes. Yeah, Sean just keeps like trying to talk over him. And Richard's like, did you think I was finished with my sentence? And we both go, oh, Oh, shit. Yeah. But this kind of um, prompts the first little whispers of alliance building. Alliance, 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 alliance. Oh, man, that triggered my ASMR so hard. What is that? ASMR? What is that? What is it? It's that that <laughs> thing where like people get like head tingles from videos of weird people like whispering into, into nice microphones. Is that a real... Are you making That's a that real up? thing. I'm going to show you some videos after this that will make literally make your skin crawl either with ASMR or with just plain old douche chills. It's a pleasant tingling feeling. That you experience when you hear unique soft voices or hear certain soothing sounds. Oh. Okay, yeah. I'm um, so sorry. It's so weird. Um, so. Alliance, 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 alliance. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though because uh, we get our first little yeah. uh, plotting from Richard. and Little it, Richard. It, he says, he just kind of describes it as he's got something in mind and it's kind of sneaky. Mm. Well, this is the first time, strangely enough, that anyone's thought about, hey, let's make an alliance. And Richard's now seeing the fissures mm-hmm. starting to grow or even just manifest between the younger members of his tribe or the young men, really, like Sean and Dirk and it's people. It's just Sean and Dirk, really. Whatever. They're shitheads. And so he's looking and the camera cuts to where he's looking, whatever. Yeah. I'd like Sue and Kelly and Rudy and some other people. Um, actually, no, just those That's people. That's just those people. Just I was those say, people. Yeah. And he's like, I, the word alliance comes into the air. Yeah. Becomes part of the zeitgeist. It does. And it will never be separated. No. Uh, so then we switch over to Pagong. Um, and we kind of see that Ramona is still struggling. She's not sick anymore, yeah. but she is kind of, I mean, even Jenna's concerned. Jenna's and up concerned, until this yeah. point, Jenna was very, she was the Colleen of Pagong, very sympathetic mm-hmm. to most people. Mm-hmm. And so if she's concerned about uh, Ramona not pulling her weight, then so should we all be. And I think, and then Jervis tried to talk to Ramona about it, about he does give isolating her a little, herself. Like, little pep talk about you can't be like so alone. You've got to be a part of the group. You got to contribute, or yeah. else they're gonna vote you out. Yeah, because her own mentality is a thing that's fucking her over yeah. really at yeah. this point. And then the next morning, a boya yoing, um, Ramona, <laughs> yeah, seriously, uh, shows up and shows out. Um, yeah, and she's like a different person. She's just like better than ever. She's throwing sticks around. Uh, she's carrying driftwood. Um, actually really, she's just doing a lot of carrying driftwood. The montage. It looks like the montage is all driftwood carrying. So, but she's doing yeah. a lot apparently. Mm-hmm. And then we have a dramatic, uh, plane taking off with Jeff Probst. Now there's a shot of him. Oh man. The close up shot. Oh, the, my, oh my God, God dude. <laughs> there. I think he's in the plane. I could, I, I went blind temporarily. <laughs> Um, you You're can blinded see, the light coming off of his baby blue eyes. Oh I my mean, God, and the dimples, and then also like the amount of bronzer he was wearing. Mm-hmm. He looks so good. Bronzer. It was a lot of bronzer, but I think that it, it's smart because it should look like he's also on this island. You it's know? also funny too because he's wearing those like 
prop plane headsets that you have to wear so you don't go deaf that are like also oh, radios yeah. so you can hear each other mm-hmm. and he's doing his voiceover narration into that so it you get you really get the feeling you get that sense of place where you're really like a sound in the plane I with really him yeah. um, and I was just like you and me Jeff let's Let's put on our parachutes. Let's jump down onto this desert island together. It was just shocking. I mean, that's the main thing. It was shocking to have that <laughs> shot where it was his dark hair, his blue eyes. Like, I, uh, it was hard for me to want to continue after that moment. And yet we do. And yet we had to. Oh, my God. Um, where am I? Oh, yeah. So at this point, they also say that he describes the winner as being the one that has created the structure that was most clearly visible so again sort of yeah so they kind of switch everything up up. it's just so subjective there's really no good guidelines and i don't like the theme of this i like the stuff later on where it's more sort of tribal playgroundy where they have building blocks of certain colors and the teams go do this and that Mm -hmm. this was all very much the theme of being a castaway and i was like no not here for it yeah we haven't seen many like obstacle course structures built yet this season which Mm -hmm. is like a major part of later seasons of survivor um so the two teams have pretty differing approaches Toggy, that we get their slogan. Their slogan is Toggy is groggy, which I thought is a really great slogan. Mm-hmm. Um, Toggy is soggy. Toggy is soggy. Toggy is starving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked that one. <laughs> Toggy um, is tired of your shit. <laughs> yeah. And they have a bunch of people in their yellow raincoats making like sand angels Mm -hmm. in unison which is a really nice touch and then richard has made this giant like floating uh arrow in the water pointing up to it all so it's like there's a lot going on there yeah pretty substantial uh cornucopia of whatnot really and then the other team you fly over and like tucked away into an alcove not even really on the beach is like a big smiley face yeah and that it that and that is all so and so obviously Toggy wins. Toggy wins, yeah. <laughs> and they get the care package and they get the pillows, they get the towels, they get the hammocks. Even the parachute that was attached the, to said package. I was thinking we, with all that rain, that parachute mm-hmm. may be the most important thing in that whole I don't know if that's package. waterproof though. Aren't they? Mm, I don't know if they all have to be. Oh, well, it might not be then. If it's not, never mind. <laughs> but it should but be. But it's still shady and like it gets hot. Yeah. It gets hot on that beach. You know what? We're going to give them a go ahead, girl. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> Take, that parachute. Parachute. <laughs> Take that parachute. Take that parachute. Um, And then, you know, cut back to Pagong and everyone's feeling negative feelings and there's sad music. <laughs> really, really funny sad music that sounds like a like a sad moment in a video game almost. It's like that synth piano. Mm-hmm. Really it's like good. a stock sort of music <laughs> option. It's a royalty-free <laughs> sad music. <laughs> yeah. And then we're back at Tagi, and the Alliance talk Alliance. has really skyrocketed. Yeah, they're getting real here. Sue Richard. and Kelly mm-hmm. actually seem to be making their first, like, hey, you and me. And then she's like, uh-huh. And then she's like, uh-huh. And then they're like, okay. And then they and then all... Richard's like, us and then they're like no no, okay. no then they're like richard and then they're like oh and then he's like me and they're like mm-hmm. and then she's like okay uh-huh and then they're like rudy and rudy's like yeah. and they're like mm. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's a we game like everybody's <laughs> just weeing all over the place yeah. we should do this when i vote for these people will we all do so blah, blah, blah. um so yeah i think that's a four strong alliance that has uh we're still not sure. We're still not sure how how Rudy stands in the alliance yet, which is we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Pagong. So this is heartbreaking. This is yeah. So Ramona and Jenna have really like because Ramona is kind of picking her spirits back up and she's really starting to contribute and Jenna has really become one of her biggest like cheerleaders and Ramona really thinks that she's you know like finally developing her first connection with someone on this island yeah she said uh, oh she was like this uh, Jenna is might be my first she's my first white friend in a long time I haven't had a white friend since high school yeah and she said it was such hope in her voice and I was like, oh, Ramona. Because then afterwards, like right afterwards, we get like a 
cut aside of Jenna being like, I'm really proud of Ramona for like, you know, her really work stepping effort up. has step, been yeah. stepped up, but her attitude hasn't changed. And she says, um, I don't know where I've heard this before, but she says that she thinks it's a little too little. It's just a little too late. Blah, 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 blah. Too late. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yep. Yeah. So that was kind of heartbreaking to see those two. And then it cuts back to Ramona being like, I'm glad that people are finally starting to realize this is what 100% of Ramona can contribute to the team. And I was like, you are getting so much airtime right now. You must be going home. Oh, man. We both looked at each other and we're like, I don't like the way this edit is going. (laughs) At all. Yeah. But enough of that. So it's immunity day, guys. The next day, it's immunity challenge day. Jervis is like, yo, we're going to win. Yeah. And then everybody else is saying things too. Okay. To be honest, to be honest with you guys, this was a, a sort of low action episode. It was. And so they're really stretching out dramatic tensions that may not exist. They're uh, they're really spreading the Ramona drama mm. and they're spreading the before and after of tribal before and after of tribal or tri- before and after the immunity challenge. Immunity rather. challenge. Thank yeah. you. Very thin. Um, we get our little teaser card of what is to be expected of this week's immunity challenge. And it says that you're going to need to divide your efforts. You're going to need to split the team up, find your best swimmer, runner, rower, digger, and someone who can balance. And it's very uh, cryptic. And then they kind of just talk about that for maybe two seconds. And then we're just like into the challenge. Mm -hmm. You're at Asmara Beach. And you realize that it's a relay. So it's stressing the importance of uh, small parts making up a whole. So individual efforts helping to the grander. Uh, Ramona sits out, notably, which is strange because of all the things that they've been putting into like her package or her Mm -hmm. airtime, they wouldn't be like, look at her sitting out. It's really weird that they just, they didn't say anything about it. No, they didn't. And I also thought, like, if your head's on the chopping block like this, why would you decide to sit out? Maybe she didn't decide, but we don't get to see that. I wanted to know. I wanted to see what that conversation was so badly. So badly. So badly. Because that, I feel like that, I'll I'll come back to it. Toby's licking her butt. Toby, stop licking your clam. Can you stop looking at my dog while I, she licks her own asshole, please? I'm so sorry. I just... Toby! <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Sorry, boss. Okay. Um, there are five legs to this relay, which I think we should actually explain as we do it. Yeah. Um, it's about 100 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Not even to be hyperbolic uh, or maybe, well... I'm not being hyperbolic. Perhaps Jeff Probst is. He did say it's 100 degrees outside. He's like, it's 100 degrees. Leg one, uh, Sean and Colleen. This leg, they have to swim out to a bottle, so a a buoy with a bottle attached um, deep down in the ocean with a map inside of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's Sean and Colleen. That's like a very common uh, start to uh, survivor challenges. Agreed. Swim out and then dive down and get a thing. And then it's blah, a classic. Blah, blah, blah. It's a classic that one. Classic move. Was it fulfilling? We'll never know. It, we will. It wasn't. Uh, <laughs> Colleen struggles. I don't know how or why. I don't know what happened. If she got grabbed by a sea monster, I really wasn't paying that much attention. Well, did they show anything or did they just show they didn't. that and, Sean and was? And she couldn't have gotten grabbed by a sea monster because there's no. Remember uh, that no there's fish. no fish. I didn't say they have to be fish. There's a lot of mammals oh, that live in the ocean. That's why Sean can't catch a fish. He's mm. not. He should be sea monster hunting. Yes. Anyways, but uh, he got down there first, grabbed mm-hmm. the bottle, and then headed over to um, Kelly, I believe it was. Yes? Yes. Kelly was next. And then they have to run the across. I think this is the balance portion. Yeah, the, a floating bridge. Yeah. It wasn't very long. 
and it, and it didn't wasn't, look that unstable it, yeah, either. And there was like a, enough of it so that you could fall on either side and, and still not get in the water. Yeah. And you wouldn't have to restart. Like what the hell? The Survivor? balancing that you have to do in later Survivor episodes, like when they start introducing like lily pad runs mm. and things like that, they look absolutely impossible. And this yeah. was like, this was like child's play. Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> it's like a very large net that happened to be filled with floaty concrete that she just walked across. <laughs> Basically, and I was like, oh, what is this? Um, And then so Kelly and Greg, I believe those are the two people. And they are headed towards these little boats where Mm -hmm. Sue and Joel await them. Uh, Both Kelly and Greg get into their respective boats with their respective Sue and or Joel. And then they all they paddle. They paddle like, of, like, like 50 feet on it. It's not that far. <laughs> like it's really not feet that far to the yeah. shore. Um, so, and then you get to, I believe, Dirk and Jervis. Uh, once they reach the shore, the once they reach fourth the shore, leg there's can kind begin. of a powwow because the fourth and the fifth legs happen simultaneously. They can, I guess, is that's can, what we yeah. found out. Which also isn't explained at no. all, but whatever. So Dirk and Jervis are the runners, the sprinters at this point, and they're going to go find a key hidden in the jungle. All the while, you have two other members of each tribe, which would be Jenna and Gretchen and Richard and Rudy digging for buried treasure. Which they know the location of both of those areas because of the map that was in the bottle they were diving for. Yes, and then they need the key to open it up and go to their mat and win the immunity challenge. Yeah, basically they win when the box has got a key in it, right? Yes. Um... So, I mean, it seems very short, like the cutting of it wasn't that great, but everyone's really breathing hard and heavy. So, yeah, we have like a couple uh, legs of the uh, Pagong tribe that really kind of fail. Yeah. Uh, the first, it starts off with Colleen. She's mm-hmm. really struggling on the swimming and diving portion and starts them off with a pretty uh, solid handicap. But they start to catch up, it seems, uh, during the like the digging portion um, a little bit. But uh, it doesn't really matter because Jervis, when he's going to run to find the key, he just gets winded almost immediately. Yeah, and Dirk, he's not a sprinter. Dirk is like by a the freak power of, of nature. God. Yeah, he has he has Jesus in his feet, mm. um, and when. At those times when there was only one set of footprints in the jungle, that was that was dirt carrying Jesus because <laughs> he is a beast and he it's like he laps Jervis and Jervis is like Jervis is winded and like Just walking, walking and, and yeah. he does like muster up the courage to run at the end. So it seems like he was running the whole time to his team. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I see you, Jervis. Mm-hmm. I see you, Jervis. Jervis comes off as being like really nice guy, but I'm not buying it. Yeah, I know. I'm not buying it. <laughs> and then um, the other, the the very last part, which I think is not nearly as much to blame, is uh, what is it? Uh, Jenna and. Gretchen. Gretchen. Uh, they have ha- to dig through the sand to pull out this huge thing, and I don't know why. The sand keeps, like, collapsing down I, on the hole they've built. And- I, I don't... I cannot think of who exactly was on their team. I don't know if it was Joel or if it was Greg. Was it Joel and Greg? Who were rowing. Why? Oh, I think they decided to do that because it's, like... I mean, it makes no sense. Well... They should have split them up, right? They should have had right. one rowing and then the Gretchen other. Gretchen and Joel doing the digging. Doing the digging would have probably worked. Yeah, because they're both like upper body strength heavy. Mm-hmm. That's kind and of my to be thought. Fair, I, is think, like, I think that, yeah, their paddling was the thing that equalized. It was. They paddled really well. But. <laughs> but. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> oh, they did. get it. Paddling. Thank you, sir. May I have another? I don't know what joke you're trying to make. I just laughed because it seemed like a nice like mom thing to say. I'd be like, oh, they paddled real well. And so um, at the in the end, Toggy wins. Surprise! <laughs> Toggy wins. Um, yep. Toggy wins. 
they don't get to like walk out to a fancy island and uh you know climb a tree for that they just they, they just get away get with it. that they just get it they win but that means Pagong is going to tribal council, and uh, there's a couple people who are super worried. Uh, for one, we have Colleen, who's worried about her swimming performance. And Jen is worried about her digging performance. Yeah. Um, Jervis doesn't seem to be too terribly worried. He said he was reason. annoyed with Jenna. That's why he'd vote her out. And I was like, Jervis, I what? mean, this is the guy who, like, walked his leg of the running portion of the relay race. Well, it makes sense. It just and seems he, like a, such a left field uh, does. opinion to Why have. Why Jenna? <laughs> Everyone loves Jenny. He's like, well, Jenna. He, she's less annoying than Colleen. I was like. What? Or more annoying, rather. Yeah. Yeah. So it's tribal council. It's night 12. Night 12. Yeah. Um, they Almost do a sort of probed voiceover recap as they trek through the jungle. Um, they have face paint, war paint on. And From the uh, mud volcano. Right. Yes. Because it was lighter gray. Yeah. And then they gong. The gong is tolling. Or do gongs for, toll or do gongs for gong? For whom the gong tolls, I think was. But for whom the gong gongs or gong bongs. For, for whom the bong What gongs. sound does a gong make? Gong is it gongs. gong or is it bong? <laughs> bong. Or is it? It's sort of like a hoy <laughs> for whom the gong hoys. <laughs> it's I don't know. Either way, Jeff, he's there. He's like, "Welcome to Tribal Council, babies." And then they're all like, "Yes, yes, yes." They'll go, "Yes, yes, yes Jeff. Jeff, yes." Um, <laughs> sashay away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now comes the interview portion of the pageant. And Jeff this is was like, a. I'm gonna say it, this was the best interview portion yet. No gimmicky conch shells. Uh, people are really starting to form like relationships with each other, uh-huh. and he's like playing off of that. Jeff Probst says Jeff got the producers' notes. Oh yeah, he got, he got the got producers' that phone call. notes. He's like, oh mm-hmm. hey, I saw your email. Can you explain this a bit more to me? And then he's like, Ramona. Yeah. And then she's like, <gasps> no one's Yo. like that, but I was like that. Ramona. No one like. <sighs> How are you going to vote somebody yeah. off? Basically, he, he asked, "How do you choose? Like, basically, what are your criteria mm-hmm. on how to vote?" And she's like, "It, it's hard because nobody on this team totally sucks," which I agree with. I think that's like a really good point. They sucks seem in what to way? Have, but they seem to have the tight team, yeah. And the other team has like a lot of, a lot more like interpersonal conflicts going on yeah they so got the I, players that are pretending to be the tight team exactly so which i enjoy more they they get um it's just harder for them to like single out a person because kind of like we talked about before we've gone past the stage of i don't like this person i don't get along yeah, with this i mean person. i had trouble this time yeah i mean i selecting. did too um, but so, yeah, she says it's hard. Um, but then at the very end, she says usually or mainly the thing is to keep the team strong. Yeah, exactly. Which is silent. And Propes uh, asks, <laughs> is there anyone that knows like for for sure, for certain that they're not going? And Jervis raises his hand. That's such a good question. I was so happy with yeah. this question because it's it's like straight up Jervis bait. It is, but also it's like, it's just such a fun poke. It is. Because I think there's a game to be had or like a maneuver. It, like I, somebody's game is, even if it's not Jervis or even if it is, raise your hand. Right. And then for the right. next question, he raises his hand. Like yeah. it's a smart thing to do, but it would be interesting if nobody felt I that way. I wonder what would have happened if no one raised their hand, if he was just like, all right. Moving on. <laughs> Probably. Because it's funny because when Jervis raises his hand, Jeff straight up goes, really, Jervis, in the last three challenges, you were one of the weakest competitors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like... With the bugs. With the running. Up, with laid the it out. Swimming. <laughs> he was like, you couldn't eat the bugs, you aren't good at swimming, and you uh, were really slow on the running portion of the last race. And Jervis is like caught with his pants down. There's no response. Yeah. And then, oh no, there is a response. He was like, yeah, I'm okay with my place on this team. Yeah. He says, I'm very comfortable with my place on the island. Yeah. And everyone was sort of like, ha ha, Jervis. And I was like, "Uh." next question. Who here feels vulnerable 
and then Jervis, because he understands the rule of opposites and theater, raises his fucking hand. It's like me because I just put my foot in my mouth and everyone's like, oh, Jervis. I mean, honestly, that might have saved Jervis's ass if it was like if he was one of the people on the chopping block and did that. That might. That yeah, if he was one of those. He wasn't, right, right. I don't think this But he time, wasn't but. because I think that's exactly it. He's playing yeah. the game in a friendly way. He is. He's being the he's being a really like funny lighthearted character on the show. I guess. I mean, and minimal drama because we don't see way, him all that much. Way. So now comes to um Well, they asked Jenna too. Oh, you're um, right. <laughs> I just didn't write that out. About uh Jenna how do you feel about who you're going to vote for? Oh, uh, well, and I she, just everybody's a family to me and I just feel so guilty and so sad. Well, she first says like, "Uh, I feel guilty." And then she's like, "That's too specific." I mean, sad. I mean, bad. <laughs> it's really funny to see her backtrack because like obviously we get to see the whole picture as viewers. But as soon as you hear, I feel guilty, you know, this whole like storyline of the friendship between her and Ramona is now coming to a conclusion with her probably voting for Ramona and it sucks and she's really struggling with it. No new white friends. No new white friends. (laughs) But at this point, at this point, uh, we've had this incredible, uh, interview between jeff probst and the team at tribal council and give this man a peabody give this man a peabody barbara walters who <laughs> <laughs> anderson did, cooper back at the line did i tell you i saw um oprah oh my god walter cronk no not walter cronkite jesus charlie rose no, you the guy. Stupid the guy sounds like this. He's like, Burr. no, Walter Cronkite. So it was, and so it shall be. Blah blah blah. No, but he's alive still. I can't help you, Dan Rather. Dan Rather. I saw Dan Rather getting into a cab the other day. How like, do you know it was Dan Rather if you couldn't even identify because his I walked catchphrase. by him and somebody screamed, "That's not no, Walter Cronkite." That's because Dan as he was getting into the cab, I walked by, and as he was getting into the cab, he said like in his Dan Rather voice, which is very specific right like right. where he was going and that's what made me turn and see dan rather I, getting into a cab dan rather i like dan rather when he's played by dana carvey on snl that was oh. one of my favorite things in the world when they were describing how gerald ford died um because the news anchor was going on vacation so they just did a bunch of alts and like one of them was like he got eaten by wolves or richard nixon's corpse came out of the ground <laughs> and strangled him. it was my favorite thing <laughs> Anyways. It's like the Tracy Morgan obituaries. <laughs> oh my god, I almost forgot about that. Sorry, we have lost the thread here. Um, have we? Or Alex, does was, Tracy Morgan jump out of the fire pit and go, proud as peacocks, right, Jim? Werewolf vomits, spooky, scary. Alex, you have to vote for someone. It's tribal council. Who do you vote for? Three tiers to my answer. Tier oh. number one. I only had two. Wow. Three tiers. <laughs> Damn. Number one. I'm going to vote for whoever anyone else is voting for because that is the time. At yeah. this point, me making a specific move or bringing up a specific name would be a bit too risky and yeah. vendetta-ish. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably just go with the majority vote. Otherwise, I'm looking... My second inclination was Joel. Mostly because I dislike him, mm-hmm. but also because if I could get the numbers, his personality is already like annoying as fuck. And if we're going to emerge next episode, um, I would rather have someone as physically fit as him mm-hmm. out of the way. Yeah, that's um, got to be coming up soon. Yeah, I think it's the next episode. That's my feeling, but who knows? Um, and then I also have Colleen ellipses question mark. Mm. Um because she didn't perform well at the challenge. And right now I'd rather have someone that has physical capabilities, which I think that Ramona does have the potential to exert when she mm-hmm. is feeling one honey. Um, but Colleen. Yeah. And I also would be wary of her game with like guys. Yes, also that. Yeah. So that's, Which just seems like a sexist thing to say, but it's just like if I were in camp 
if all I see was this footage of the episode still, Mm -hmm. I would know that that is something to be worried about. I similarly, Colleen was on my chopping block. I was very torn between uh, Ramona and Colleen because I didn't, A, didn't get to see that conversation of why Ramona sat out. Right. Uh, And B, I got to see so much of Colleen's kind of game with Greg. And if we're to assume that Greg is the uh, pseudo leader of Mm -hmm. the group and playing the really Mm -hmm. strong, very manipulative game. Mm -hmm. And Colleen is very much in his pocket. I mean, that's what happens later on with Boston Rob and what's her face. I mean, you don't know the lore of, uh, survivor as well as I do. Poverty. No, she plays a lot of the Colleen game of like being, but is that who you're talking about? Boston Rob, Boston Rob. And I believe her name's Amber. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That when you have a relationship of some, generally a romantic relationship like that, and that's two votes as one, basically. Mm-hmm. So or that's the kind of thing two. I would want to split up. Mm-hmm. Plus, she got really, she she performed very badly in the challenge. Yeah. And so it's like, you've got this perfect storm of someone who can coast their way to the finish and not really add anything. Right, and even in the discussion of what to do for the reward challenge didn't seem like her suggestions were entirely Mm -hmm. helpful. Yeah. But then you also have, on the other hand, like you said, it's very obvious maybe just because of the edit that public opinion is towards Ramona and you don't necessarily want to throw in a random vote that someone could point back to and I, you. And this tribe doesn't have alliances just they yet. Don't. So no one's keeping their mouth shut about anything. And if you're like, hey, I really want to get rid of Joel, Joel would find out. Yeah, exactly. And now now you're a target all of a sudden. Yeah. So that's how I was torn. Yeah. And I feel like if I, maybe if I knew how that conversation between the tribe and Ramona went, like if she decided to bow out or if it was the kind of thing where people were like, no, 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 you should sit out, you should sit out, you should sit out. If... If she seemed forced to sit out, I would have gone with Colleen. A little bit more of a no-brainer. Well, I don't know if it would have seemed like she was ever forced to sit out. If they had suggested it, I'm su- I'm sure in her new sort of like amicable way of being, mm-hmm. she'd be like, oh yeah, for sure. But that's what I mean. Like, I think if it was, if it was like suggested or if it was offered, like if she was the one to offer to sit out, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. have been like, okay, yeah, Ramona. Yeah. Yeah. But if it was like suggested and kind of, yeah. put to her to sit out then I wouldn't have I wouldn't have even like had her on the table I don't think because I think that's like well I might have because yeah. who knows when she's gonna get sick again mm, you're right I just Colleen and Greg that whole thing's kind of yep. dangerous I mm-hmm. think I agree um and then we get to the voting of the votes that we actually see Cast, Jervis votes for Colleen, Greg votes for Jenna, Ramona also votes for Colleen, and Jenna votes for Ramona, once again invoking the too little, too late catchphrase. Too, a little too little, too late. I thought that was very like sing-songy when she did it. She goes, it's just a little too little, too late. What a day to die. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, what did you do to die today? And then Jeffy, Jeffy boy, J Pro, comes out and he's like, once the votes are tallied, the decision is final. And I'm like, didn't you just tally them? Um, which comes in later. This one seemed a little more stacked, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I think they're starting they to got stack smart about that. The so the first votes. votes that you see are the ones that we had seen prior, the ones that yes. had already been written and exactly. were known. Um, and so it comes out to two for Colleen, which were Jervis and Ramona, one uh-huh. for Jenna, which was Greg, uh-huh. which was a strange. I don't know, uh, really. I don't, because as much as Gretchen's, I don't know if I believe the whole he's this de facto leader. Do you know what I mean? Or the under, the the sort of sneaky leader. Gretchen's, excuse me, Gretchen's under that impression. And I guess he has a certain sphere of influence, but. But the fact that he voted completely on his own really belies the fact that he is on his own and he's not really leading or Mm -hmm, manipulating mm -hmm, people so much mm -hmm. as he is just like staying out of the firing line. Right. 
which is also a very good strategy Until to have. Until someone <laughs> needs you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that leaves four votes for uh-huh. Ramona. So that's Joel, that's Jenna, that's Colleen, that's... Who's the last one? What the um, fuck am I forgetting? Gretchen. Gretchen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Ramona leaves. She hugs Jenna goodbye. And off she goes. Into the sunset. And no, because it's nighttime. The sun has set and she's trying to find where it went. So off into the residual sunset. Off into the night. Thank you for listening to Back to Reality, a reality TV time machine. I am your host, Jordan Skinner. And I am your host, Alex Allwine. Strike that, reverse it, Willy Wonka quote. Strike that, reverse it. Or I was going to do a Missy Elliott. It's your Herman, how about Sam Hammer hurt? Anyways, if you want to contact us about that Miss Yellow impression or anything else, <laughs> really um, this impression. is b2r at gmail.com is our email address. You can also um, use our Twitter handle at this is b2r or hashtag b2r. Patreon page is slash this is b2r. Um, also, if anyone has any information on like the type of women that Jordan's roommate is interested in or like just like certain like tips or just like tips about like how to get with my roommate mm-hmm. if you are if you personally know him or if like you, you think that you know him or you're close enough to him where you can we sort all, of gauge well, listen, we all think we know him but the man he is deep down that's another I mean, story ugh, that is that's wow. the man you're trying to get that's to the know mystique I mean but some you... people might want to mm-hmm. get to know no one in particular i didn't mean anyone in particular right Alex. no one might get to know this person one, one in, a, in a more yeah. intimate way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if you have information that may be useful please you know email us or the twitter things hashtag b2r hashtag uh jordan's roommate hashtag love forever hashtag misconnections you know yeah yeah put it on craigslist put it on Wherever I would appreciate, I mean, someone would appreciate the tip of something. just the tip. Oh, <laughs> That's it. Next week on Back to Reality. Next week we have season one, episode five, pulling your own weight. Conflicts arise among some teammates when their food supply runs low. The contestants participate in a reward contest using blow darts, slingshots, and spears to win fresh fruit and live chickens. This sounds fun. Uh, we get a view of uh, Toggy. People are fishing during the day. And then uh, Sue versus Sean all over again. She's like, it's a waste of time. He's like, no, it's not. And then she's like, well, did you catch any fish? He's like, no. He's like, then it's a waste of time. Did you catch any fish? Well, then it's a waste of time, Sean. Also, we got a little action going on between Colleen and Greg. Uh, They are having sexual intercourse. (laughs) 